I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Arts House on Quartz 96 FM and C103. While she is one of our leading performers, has been in so many shows, including a major two-year tour of Gary Barlow's Calendar Girls musical, it's for her iconic role in Blood Brothers. We just fell in love with Rebecca Storm. Time after time when she returns to Cork, she sells out the Cork Opera House. And indeed, she was supposed to be here just a few weeks ago. She's recorded such a touching song, though, across the miles with her daughter, also called Rebecca, and I was just dying to play it. So I rang Rebecca during the week and I got her to introduce it for me. And first of all, to tell me how she's been getting on in lockdown in her home in Kildare. I was meant to be calling down to Cork a couple of weeks ago. Or was it last week? I've lost track of time. So anyway, we, we, we will be coming. The, all, we had four concerts um, that we were supposed to be doing over the past two weeks, but they've been rescheduled to the end of March, beginning of April of 2021. So um, we started rehearsing, you know. <laughs> As you absolutely would. I mean, like, I can't imagine you not having a day without singing anyway. Or did the lockdown at any point make it hard to sing? Or did singing get you through? Well, I... I just spent two years on the road with Calendar Girls and I was singing every day, Mm -hmm. except for Sunday when we were obviously travelling to the next theatre. So in all honesty, I was quite happy to have time where I was just a normal housewife, you know, and I wasn't on tour and I wasn't singing. Probably still do a bit in the shower along with the radio, but not kind of, you know, serious, serious singing. But having said that, I mean, I love my, uh, my guests artists that joined me, Mary Lowe and, and um, Ali Ubad Miller and uh, we were so looking forward to the rehearsals, you know, because that's what I love about it, the harmonies and actually singing with other people and working with them so that was very sad, I was really uh, I was really sad about that but I'm very lucky next to, next to some people, I'm very, very lucky and I can sing in the loo and I can sing around <laughs> the house so, as everybody can. Yeah, that's what it's we always say for you. the reverb yeah. is the best in the bathroom, isn't it? <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Find some nice hard walls. You sound great. 
Now, one of the reasons that we're talking today is because you popped up on my Facebook this week because of a song you recorded with your daughter. Yes. So where is she now? She's in Yorkshire, which is where she was born, which is where I was born. But she lives, she lives in West Yorkshire and uh, she was meant to come over. So obviously that was, you know, that was sad. But we recorded this song, the actual original version of Why Worry, back in uh, 2011 and put it on a, a CD that, that we released. And uh, we were going to, you know, she was going to come on a surprise guest, actually, in the concerts that we had booked and, and we were going to sing it. So we were just chatting and we said, you know, it might be nice to put it out on Facebook. A few people have sort of asked me, would I do one of these kind of sit in your kitchen and sing things, you know, which I've been a little bit reticent about because not enough reverb, <laughs> but um, so what we did was we had the original track. Kenny sort of uh, played around with the, the original track that he did back in uh, 2011. And then I recorded my section of it in our little studio here. And then we sent it to Bex and she recorded hers over in her little studio over there. And then she put it together and we put it out on Facebook. And I was absolutely astonished because, well, she put it on YouTube and it got a thousand hits in 24 hours, which I was just completely flabbergasted about and now today I've just discovered she just um, sent a message out that it's had 4,000 so it wasn't something that we kind of did for that specific reason it, that wasn't at the back of my mind it was it was really just um, I suppose I suppose the other thing was I said to her it'd be such a nice memory you know out of so many horrible memories that would be a nice memory if we were to actually just physically be, uh, you know, record ourselves singing it as well as it just being audio. So, um, yeah, I'm so glad that we did it, you know, because, um, well, it's nice. It's nice that people have shared and things, you know. I think what people connected to with this is the fact that it was a mother and daughter singing across the miles. Everyone knows you and they share that love of music and all the arc sort of musical history with you. And to see you singing with your daughter and particularly the message in this song, the beautiful harmonies. I think harmonies when families sing together are just so special. It's gorgeous. You're there sitting in front of your beautiful white grand piano and your daughter's in her studio. grand piano. (laughs) (laughs) just a, it's just an upright piano. We're not that grand at all. Oh. That's <laughs> not what it looks like. Your daughter's in her studio with a fantastic double bass or something like that in the background. So, you know, obviously yeah. music is in the DNA and that connection is something really special too. So do you Zoom a lot and do you chat visually a lot? Yeah, once or twice. I mean, Bex is actually, uh, she does a lot of her teaching now online, as everybody does, you know, any, any teacher. So she's kind of up to her eyes and, and one of the reasons that we thought of it was because she has this choir and they did a version of You've Got a Friend which they played on Yorkshire Television news programme. So there were about 20 of her choir and they all sort of had their faces and then they were showing the NHS nurses and things like that. She didn't know they were going to do that. You know, that was just, uh, oh, that was about six weeks ago. And then she has um, these young children that she's doing You've Got a Friend in me with which is where the idea for us to actually video ourselves together but as far as the uh, sort of zooming is concerned if I'm completely honest you know (laughs) uh, it's like FaceTime for me I'm not really that keen on it you know when people actually phone up and it's FaceTime I'm going I don't really know whether to take this or not because I haven't got my eyelashes on you know (laughs) 
So I like the old-fashioned phone, Elmarie. You know, I'm sticking to that, mate. Um, but we know we do a few quizzes. We, you know, we've jo- we've joined the uh, the club of quizzes. You know, we like we like those. They're a bit for laugh. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that. You know, having to throw on the full face of makeup before the family mm. parties. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, we're having one on a Saturday night, and we're putting our dinner suit, and you know, I'm putting one of my dresses on from the stage. Yay! We're actually getting dressed up. I said we've got to do it because you know I've literally been in my flipping, you know. I think everybody, everybody has. And you do need things to look forward to. Absolutely. Create little pockets of, you know, a sense of occasion. And that's exactly why I was saying to you that who knows by next March or April what the permissible guidelines will be for concerts and gatherings. But at least you are booking them in and you are planning and uh, making sure the dates are secure so that if it's possible to go ahead, you will be there. Rebecca, come here. It's always lovely talking to you. It's such a pity that we weren't talking about concerts in Cork this year, but bring them on. And it's so beautiful to hear yourself and your daughter, Rebecca, singing together. Why worry indeed. It's so lovely talking to you, Rebecca. Thank (laughs) you. you. It's lovely to hear you too, my love. It really is. And thanks for playing the song. Baby, I see this world can make you sad Some people can be bad The things they do, the things they say But baby, I'll wipe away those bitter tears Chase away those restless fears That turn your blue skies into gray
You're listening to Cork's 96FM and C103. Now, Cork was supposed to be hosting European Maritime Day this year. And while that's been shelved this week, we can still celebrate our maritime heritage. This is the beautiful sound of Ger Wolf, who incidentally has been hosting fantastic gigs online. So do check it out. But this is As Deep as the Ocean. <laughs> then we're heading into the June weekend which really signals when the tourist industry kicks into a higher gear ordinarily but it's more than hotels and holiday parks cafes and restaurants which are affected a whole industry in the arts also depends on increased tourist activity interest spend and participation so during the week I spotted a notice on Kinsale Pottery and Arts Centre Facebook page about a project I think listeners to the Arts House would love to try so I rang director Adrian Roystrick to chat about the project and I began by wondering if the lack of tourists was actually having a major impact on the business. That's right. Last year we had 1,200 students through the year and we had 800 of those between May and August. And the majority of the people coming would have been tourists either coming for a quick visit, like a half-day session or maybe doing a weekend course or something like that. So that's all gone, of course. And it's changed the whole nature of the place. Now, for the first couple of weeks, I busily busied myself doing other things like most people. And then I started going back into the pottery and thinking, well, I have to start making things. And I made a lot of pottery for the gallery. We have a gallery here. And I had already reshaped the gallery and changed the walls and decorated and things. So that took another week or two up. And then, um, you know, I was twiddling my thumbs and... and uh, it really came out of um, having watched this program in the UK called uh, The Great Pottery Throwdown. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I so am familiar with it. I just think it's the most fascinating insight into the staged process of putting a multitude of things together. It's so difficult. Yeah, yeah. in fact, I've seen it two or three years. And um, it, at the beginning, it was fairly basic amateurs who just got started. But I noticed this season, they brought in some pretty professional amateurs, you know, throwers who'd been very experienced and so on. But anyway, the, the competition was hugely popular. And I found in the last three or four years that people have been coming to Kinsale Pottery because of it, you know, or they'd talk oh, yeah. about it when they got here. And it just popped into my head that wouldn't it be great to make this place into the host of the Irish TV program, you know, the Great Irish Pottery Throwdown. And I actually contacted the company in Britain that makes that program, but they weren't prepared or interested to, to travel, so that's fine. And it didn't happen. And then when the, the lockdown happened, I thought, well, we, we need to do something here that's going to catch uh, people's ideas. And, and, and that's how the the great Kinsale Pottery Lockdown Challenge came about. <laughs> and I, I thought, well, I'll give it a go, you know, social media and Facebook particularly, and just just run it up the flagpole. And uh, had a huge, huge level of interest. Great, great. Been going for about three weeks now. Because under the phased uh, reopening, you can't actually directly do classes until the 10th of August, I was reading. That's right, in the final phase. Now, at this time of the year, I would normally have children's summer camps. And I heard on the radio this morning that uh, summer camps are not 
uh, going to be possible this year. And particularly with children, it's harder, mm. obviously, social distancing. And so what I have done, besides this one project, which I'll tell you about in a sec, I did a big survey of all my past students, and I've had 150 replies. And I asked them what they would like to do in future. And, and it's really clear that people divide between those who really want to come here and do something on site and those who are a lot more cautious or not available and would be interested to do something from from home and in fact people in dublin are saying well i'd love to do pottery but i'm not going to get down to kinsale so yeah could i do it at home so i think what the project which is which is a distance project has taught me is that we can go for a new type of course in future. You're kicking it off with this lockdown challenge. Yeah, I'll tell you briefly how it works. So so there are four projects and each project requires materials and some tools. And now I supply those in a box. People can either come to the pottery if they're local and collect their box or they can get it sent to them if they're not local. And then they go online, and I have made some videos on YouTube. My long-suffering wife holds the camera, and (laughs) I talk to it, and they're they're mainly five minutes long, and they teach people how to make whatever the project is. And they do the four, four projects. They bring back what they've made, which is then dried and fired and glazed and is then photographed. And each person has their own number, and uh, the photograph obviously links to the number. And when they've done all the four projects, then their photographs will be entered into a virtual competition to see who has produced the best work. And, and we've got different categories for adults and children and teenagers and so on. And the projects are sort of uh, quite prescribed, but there, there is a bit of flexibility. People do come back with their own ideas, but within the space of the, of the clay they're provided and so on. And you have a variety of different categories as well, like for teenagers and children and under 13, all the way up to adults and prizes and all sorts of things uh, for people. Yeah, I mean, it's really, obviously, from my point of view, it's to stimulate interest and to get people engaged. And I would hope, as we come to the end of this challenge, that if people want to come to the pottery, they can come and do their classes or they can continue getting stuff sent to them. I mean, for instance, we have five teaching rooms here, so we're going to do a family half-day where people can just come as a family and have one room to themselves so social distancing is not such an issue and then the teachers will move between the classrooms wearing PPE. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of new ways in which we can operate. But this one I've, I've really enjoyed. I've enjoyed making the videos, actually, and really enjoyed interacting with the people by phone or by email between videos. Each challenge takes place over two weeks, so yeah. people can take part in it. They needn't necessarily be involved in the competition side of things all the time that, if they just want right. to... <laughs> They don't even have to be, to be honest, they don't have to be local. In Ireland, I've, had, I've got two American participants who have their own materials and I have to pay for the materials so they can just do it literally by going online and, and, and doing the, uh, the challenges. But uh, those who are in Ireland who want materials and tools, then there's a, there's a small cost, which is to do with shipping and you know, getting the materials and so on, and then the firings and glazing. And the firing and the glazing, of course, as well. I was uh, laughing because you were saying, you know, at the moment we can't travel further than five and that's okay. So Mm. you'll travel to your outer limit of five and someone else could travel from ten (laughs) <laughs> kilometres away and they meet could. you at their out of limit of five. Uh, you know, and these are the, the the ways in which we can still stay compliant with the regulations but Absolutely. take part in these things too. Besides, of course, which you can post it and, to people. And also, it, it, it's not that time dependent. I 
Excellent. two weeks. I've got some who, who are champing at the bit for Challenge 3, <laughs> and we're only two weeks into the project, <laughs> and I've others who haven't got round to starting yet. That doesn't matter. And the other thing is somebody who lives, let's say they live in Dublin, they can have a box sent to them with all four Challenge materials in, and then in three months' time, they can bring their four pieces back and we can do the firing and glazing then so it, it's not that time dependent and I, I did launch a couple of weeks ago but I'm hoping after this that some people will contact me and want to participate and then we'll just start another group. And you know so many people have been doing their houses, the houses are grand now, so many people have been doing the garden, the garden isn't too bad now and people are looking for something else because we still can't really do much in the line of travelling until sometime right. out in the 20th of July or something like that so That's right. you know between now and then, this would be a marvellous hands-on kind of therapeutic project people can do on their own, no matter what age they are, or people can do it as a family, no matter where they live. So it's a fantastic idea, Adrian. Also, all the pieces that they make are high-fired, that's stoneware, which means they can be kept indoors or outdoors. And I, in fact, have been doing one of the projects for an outdoor space that I have here where I wanted, this is a tiling project, I wanted some tiles for the uh, for that space. So people will, and, and there are outdoor uh, wall masks and all sorts of things to be done. So uh, I won't spoil everybody's surprise if they want to take part. Just to say that if they do want to take part, they should probably contact me through the website, which is kinsaleceramics.com. And then and then I would uh, get the details from them and arrange with them uh, about the parcel. Adrian, that all sounds so user-friendly. Thank you so yeah. much. And the best no, of luck with it. Lovely. Excellent. Thanks very much. <laughs> the Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. The Arts House on Cork's 96FM and C103. And you're very welcome back to the programme. There is some news coming in from the Cork School of Music. They're doing an Instagram live session tomorrow around three o'clock for anybody who's interested in studying a BA in popular music. Now, this is of interest to people who have done the Leaving Cert or parents of students who've done the Leaving Cert. And they want to look into what the course would involve and what kind of career opportunities they would have. So simply, if you just go to the Cork School of Music website, you'll find more information on how to log on to this Instagram live session. You'll be able to talk to Leisha Leahy and Anya Whelan, both course coordinators, and they'll be able to walk you through what a career in pop music might be like. And to give you a taste of what you could be capable of, well, you bring out the sun. This is On Your Whelan. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Column C.T. Wilkinson has just released a new single called Harcourt Street, celebrating his return to the home ground after many years all over the world. Before we got talking on air, I had a chat with him about where did the C.T. come from? And he explained to me that they couldn't pronounce his name right. They used to call him Colin. So just for a laugh, I decided to ring him up and say... Good morning, Colin. Colin. Good morning, Colin. Yeah, hello. <laughs> I've got a brother, Connor, too, but like, one anyway. <laughs> it's amazing. It's great to get you home. This is your homecoming. One question I wasn't going to ask you, but because of a conversation we had just before I started recording, I think I can yeah. now, because I always wanted to know what the CT was about, but I just, I just I don't want to be awkward or anything like that, but CT happens to be yeah. my moniker as well, because that was my initials when I was growing up as a kid, and kids used to call me CT. So uh, oh, right. where did you okay. get your CT from? <laughs> oh, well, it was in England, you know, and um, nobody could pronounce Colin. It was all Colin and Colium and Colium and all this kind of... And Tim Rice says, for God's sake, these people can't pronounce your name. Colm, he used to call me. So I said, um, he said, why don't you, you know, some of these black guys, he said, those black dudes, he said, you sort of sound a bit like some of them. He said, why don't you, um, why don't you just do that type of thing and call, what's your initials? And I says, Thomas Coleman, Colin Thomas, whatever. He said, call yourself C.T. C.T. Wilkinson. And I said, okay, C.T. Wilkinson. He started this. Egypt, I agreed to it. Egypt. <laughs> Total idiot, I agreed to it. And that's what went on that original Avita album, C.T. Wilkinson. And then when I came back here, there was all sorts of derogatory marks about the yeah. initials and what you could put in between them and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> you, you strike me as the kind of guy that never had notions, but some people, if they wanted to say you had, that was the only evidence they had. Look, I'm glad we've got that out of the way. Yeah, uh, notions is not. That, that was, I, I don't like those, well, yep. double barrel sort of crap. Yep. You know, Colin yep. C.T. Wilkinson. It's a, I actually, um, Colm, talking about Colm, this is one, I was booked into a hotel once, I swear to God, Connor, as Colonel M. Wilkinson. <laughs> C-O-L. Colonel M. Wilkinson. I was wondering why I was getting such great service. So they'd ring up and say, hello, Colonel. I said, Jesus, this is great. I'll keep on doing this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I swear to God, in America, Colonel M. Wilkinson. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> respect at last. Yeah, respect at last. Yeah. Listen, you've come home after been away yeah. for a bit. Yeah. The kids nowadays talk about going away for work or they used to before this yeah. dreadful thing happened. Yeah. That's what we did. That's what we had to go where the work was. So you went anywhere. Sure, I was on the road when I was 15 years of age with a guitar. The first plane out of here 
I was ever on in my life was straight into New York. New York? Wow. Yes, yeah, straight into New York. Not even London was, first, New York. No, yep. never been to London, never been. The first plane I got on and the first city I flew to was New York City when I was 16 years of age with a band, a show band, the Chris Lamb band it was called. Yeah. Very exciting actually to see the lights of New York and the big gas guzzlers and that was a bit bit of a culture shock for me, I have to say. Once I came back from the States, got out of the show bands, and that's the Harkett Street thing. I was playing in a place in Harkett Street called the Four Provinces, which was one of the old ballroom there. Yes. And that's gone now. There's a huge monstrosity of a red brick place facing the station on Harkett Street. But Harkett Street, the ballroom, I played there uh, when I was 15, 16 with that band. And then um, down the far end was the Five Club. It was a, 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 by the time I was 18, 19, I was into, well, I was always into black music. I never really listened much to white guys, except maybe sort of Cocker or, you know, Tom Jones, maybe the other one, great singer. But we were into James Brown, the blues, yeah. saw the, the action was the name of the group, and that's, where I played most of that kind of music, which was in that little cellar there, the Five Club. So that's the association with Harkett Street. And of course, the, the clothes and the, the, the tight pants, uh, Louis Copeland suits, which is uh, one of the lyrics. And that, Louis yeah. Copeland, the father, was the only guy to make these Italian suits, these little low-cut suits, bum freezers, they used to call them. <laughs> the tight, the tight pants. You used to say you had to rub Vaseline on your legs to get the pants on, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. They weren't that tight, but we're tight enough, you know? And uh, the, the the shoes were called winkle pickers. Yes. They were handy for kicking snakes in the arse. That's it was right. little sort of pointy shoes, you know? <laughs> and they were the fashion. That's what you wore. That was the gear, you know, and the little collars and the check shirts and all that. It was actually quite they're wearing again now, you know, yeah, the, yeah. what the Armani look or, uh, you know, the Italian look. Yeah. That was the look around that time anyway. And that's what I remember about those days and the music, of course, and the associations with different people, different musicians and associations with people, male and female. That's where the song came from, actually. You've certainly achieved everything you wanted to do. Uh, I have great memories of it as a child in the 1960s myself because that was the way... Really? Home, that was the way my mum used to bring me home to catch the number 62 bus to Goatstown Road. We'd always go via Harcourt Street. Really? I don't know why we never got oh, it in town. Wow. Isn't that great? Yeah. Cool. What was the number of the bus that went up there? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was a great, that was a conduit for me as well because I lived in Grove Park and Rasmine's Connor. And yeah. when I would come back from like gigs away, and I would sometimes end up being like a different. I was living in Grove Park and a family home there. We moved from Drimna into Grove Park because there was ten kids in the family, and oh. those bedrooms are too small, and there was six girls and four boys that kind of vibe. So we got this house on Grove Park. When I would come home, I always loved Dublin. I always loved Ireland, basically. But it was like a real home sort of bird. I never a strange vibe. I used to get that it was weird. When I was away, a lot of the time, it was like being in a movie for me. It yeah. never became realistic until I actually hit Dublin Airport, and then I was back in the real world.
swear to God, weird. But Dublin was the home base. It was where I felt real. It was where, you know, it was at. And Grove Park, and I would walk from Grove Park just to get a feel of the city. I, I mean, I'm thinking about this now. I must have been a nutbag. But I would walk from Grove Park all the way down Harker Street into Stevens Green, yeah. then from Stevens Green down Grafton Street. And I'd actually walk down along the Keys, then into, I used to go to Mulligan's Pub mm. down in Bullbeg Street. Loads of associations with that. Yeah. That's the, that was the kind of thing we did, you know, in those days. There was very little traffic on the road, of course. You can do it again now. There's very little traffic on the road for the moment, yeah, anyway. Yeah. How are you coping now? I know you've got a fierce yearning to meet people in certain pubs. <laughs> you've mentioned two already yeah, in the interview, no, and I know no, both I, of them. I don't drink. I really don't drink. Yeah, I yeah. just go down there and I get to a meet. coffee and I read the papers on Sunday morning, Finnegan's, yeah. and I meet these guys down there, and they're great crack, you know, they're great fun. All these old dudes talking, and well, I suppose I'm joining them. But it's uh, it's great. Uh, it's great social pub. But there's no loud, blaring music going on. It is a real pub, you know. And the Finnegan people are wonderful. The old man Dan is great, and Donald and Alan, the, the sons, are fabulous people. They're really nice people. Well, no doubt you'll meet the lads again soon. But in the meantime, I've just one final question, because <laughs> typical you, you've spoken about everything else other than what we should really be talking about, which is your your new single, Harcourt Street, which I must say is a gorgeous piece altogether. I thought I, I loved it. It was honest. It was straight out from the heart. It was just, it was a real song, well sung. But uh, how did you put it together? How do you feel about it? I put down what I felt. I put down four, I did four tracks out in Jellistown, three songs and one uh, one orchestral piece. And then the Harkersy was the first one we mixed down. And um, I, I thought it turned out quite nice, but it's just free. It's just what I wanted. It's what, what I felt. And I had no commercial agenda. Yeah. That was the whole thing about that song. So I just wanted to say that. So thank you for your time. And thank you again for... Uh, playing the song. Hopefully someday you'll be allowed out to meet the Elfless on yeah. a Sunday morning or whatever day of the week you go out and have a chat about this crazy time that we've gone through. Oh, Jesus, I hope so. I hope so, man. I yeah. hope so. Listen, I wish you all good health, you and your family, and look after yourself, okay. all right? All right, Colm. Take care of yourself okay. now. Thanks, right, Colm. Bye, Colm. Bye, bye. Cannot stop the page to turn back time. But now I guess I'll never know the answer why you always waited for me down the line on Hawkett Street, Brown Hawkett Lane. Ghost, a 
back to haunt me And I never meant to hurt or cause you pain But if I did, can you please forgive me? I was young and foolish, life was just a game On Harkett Street, around Harkett Lane I will never walk your cobble streets again suit and pointed shoes and music always fall with rain and Dublin's like a bank of my own memories wrapped around my head and in my brain and they seem to be saying go tell your story for you never ever walk this way again round pocket street Composed and performed by Colm Wilkinson, Harcourt Street is available on all digital platforms for download. Enjoy. You're listening to the Arts House in Cork's 96FM and C103. And music, now we're going to stick with our maritime theme. This is a track from Eddie Reader, Baby's Boat.
Well, you know, listening to all our seaside songs makes me realise how much I miss the water in Garrettstown. Soon, soon, soon we'll get there. But until next Sunday, I hope you've enjoyed all our guests. Our thanks to everyone who took part. You can catch us on the podcast. And until next week, stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> stay within your 5K. Beyond the sea, somewhere waiting for me. My lover stands on golden sand. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.